Welcome to the Plastics and Beyond podcast, an SBE-sponsored podcast supporting a diverse, equitable, and inclusive workforce. I am your host, Lillian Judy, and I invite you to join me every month for new diverse conversations. Welcome to the Plastics and Beyond podcast. My name is Lillian Judy, and we're live here at Antec 2022. I have with me Evan Morton, and today we're just going to have a very casual conversation to touch a bit on diversity, equity, and inclusion in the plastics industry. So hi, Evan. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you for coming. Uh, let's just start off by having you introduce yourself. Tell us a bit about your background. I just want to learn everything about you. All right. Well, hello, world. My name my name is Evan. I'm from Detroit, Michigan, and I work for the Society of Plastic Engineers as their program and sustainability coordinator. So I've been in the position just about a year now, but uh, before that, I graduated from Michigan State University uh, with a degree in community sustainability. So being able to interact around uh, people, again, diverse people, uh, whether that be young, old, professional, just starting, I love every aspect of it, which is why I love my position, because I'm able to teach and I'm able to see smile on students' faces when they either understand something or they don't. So that's a little bit of my background. I had that uh, when I was a kid, being able to grow up and be working young and you know have experiments and have research and now to be able to transcribe it and see it from a different angle of now I'm the one that's teaching the kids instead of me being taught. It's just a full circle experience. So. Yeah. So did you always want to work in STEM? Um, actually, yeah. Okay. So I I always did want to work in STEM because there were two passions of mine. One was STEM and also one was teaching. So being able to first do research when I was a kid, um, I was part of a program called Ecotech in Detroit. Uh, Ecotech is a science research laboratory based uh, in Tech Town for young inventors. And I was introduced in that program in sixth grade. Uh, Mr. Young, who is the person, uh, the CEO of the program, he's been my inspiration since I was young. Uh, Every single time we were going to the lab every Saturday. One Saturday we would have off every month, but every Saturday we would go into the lab and we would be working on biofuels, bioplastics, wind turbines, all alternative energy, you can name it. That was my specialty, so that's when I knew. I mean, especially when I created bioplastic for the first time and I still can't shut up about it. Like, I I love every aspect of it. And that was the first experiment that I've ever done and had that true passion. And now, again, being in this industry, it's just, it's come full circle because now I'm able to talk about it. So would you say that is what shaped you into loving STEM or working in STEM? Yeah, so it really did. It really did shape it because I had that experience at a young age, yeah. and that's what it's about. If I if I didn't have that experience at a young age, I don't know if I would have been in STEM. Exactly. You know, and now, so now there are a lot of um, um, people of color who don't have representation, who don't have access to education, who grow up not seeing people who look like them in the STEM field. What was your growing up experience like? So my growing up experience in Detroit was that I did see a lot of, uh, again, people that looked like me because that was my community and that's where I was born and raised. But at the same time, it was uh, the access to opportunity. That was where I think the issue was because we had different angles and being from Detroit, there are disparities that go on within our community that we don't necessarily get help with. So it could be, and um, I've ran into situations like this before to where uh, a student who's so bright, they, they have 
have the world on their shoulders and they can really go for it. But at that same aspect, they have to provide for their family and they have to work after school, you know, work at McDonald's or work and go get a job. And so it's it's that support system of like we need new ways and new angles for kids to be able to express themselves not by working but by putting their ideals into a passion or a research that can take them far okay. and that's where that that understanding came from of if, again if I didn't have it just like uh, the other students that were in the program if they didn't have it who knows where we would have been yeah and I think it all boils down to opportunity mm-hmm. because I think there are a lot of students who are either who are who want to learn who want to go into the STEM field but do not have the opportunity so if you could go back to younger Evan what do you think are some of the things that he would have wanted to have growing up that would have probably pushed him faster and higher in um, his educational journey I mean the number one thing and this is why I'm also grateful to my school is I needed to see more people that looked like me that's what I wish I would have saw and not even just wish that's what I'm trying to change right now because again we're we're both you know black and being uh, 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 you were um, outside of the United States yeah I grew up in Ghana and I was inside and we both have two separate experiences but at the same time it's similarly similar experiences in a way that we're coming up and cultivating ways to be able to help a community Mm -hmm. so in that aspect it's it's about being able to reach out if I was younger you know and I can go back I want to be able to have more confidence in myself that I can do this I was built for this if I could tell one kid one student each day you're made for this you can do it believe in yourself if I tell a student that they can believe it they don't have to but if if I'm working with students every single day and you're seeing my face I'm seeing yours oh I don't know if I don't know if anybody broke it down to them but let you know that you matter you're important and you deserve to be here and whatever dream that you want to follow I'm not going to hold you back don't let the person on the left or the right hold you back Mm -hmm. just keep looking forward yeah like that's I'm inspired (laughs) honestly I'm so inspired (laughs) But do you feel like the responsibility falls on? Do you feel some kind of pressure to have to give back to your community because you are one of the few people of color who have risen to the occasion, who have been able to, you know, get a good education and now you're in a position where you can work, you can do the things that you love. Do you feel pressure to have to go back and, you know, give back to those who don't have? Or do you think that's some, that just comes innately? So I would say um, it comes in innately within me because I, being from the city, like, being from Detroit and being able to really see the disparities that go on, and especially when we're talking about uh, racial disparities, environmental injustices, seeing all that happen in Detroit and even on news stations to where it's public, uh, you hear it on the radio, you hear it on, again, uh, local news, national news. Detroit is always being talked about yeah. in negative connotations. And so that that aspect of my people aren't defeated. Yeah. And I, I, for me, my personal mission is I want to show them that we're not defeated. Yeah. So that's, I completely, um, with everything that we've been talking about, I completely agree. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily a pressure. It's just more of a, it's a great challenge. Yeah. 
and I would love to agree with you, but um, I do feel like <laughs> there's pressure on oh, me yeah. to have to um, give back. Even though I do want to willingly, I feel like there is pressure on me because I'm someone that came from Ghana. And so my experience is very different from anyone else's. But then I also have to um, take into consideration the fact that there's so many people who don't have access to the education and the experience that I've had coming to America. And so I feel like I should, you know, kind of pull someone up. But then again, I think that pressure then builds within me a lot of resilience and it pushes me even farther. Now, I work in um, on social media. I, I promote a lot of diversity in women in STEM. And I have had so many young girls come up to me and tell me, wow, seeing you, seeing someone who looks like me in this space is what pushed me to keep going in college, to keep going in high school. And I think that um, representation is key. And I do my best to show myself wherever I can, wherever I end up, you know. But then do you get that feedback from the kids that you work with? Yeah, and... I'm glad you mentioned it uh, like that. Uh, in the in the form of pressure, I completely am with you. I, I feel pressure from, again, the black community yeah. as far as I just graduated and I have my whole life ahead of me to be able to create this plan, but I can't give it right now because I'm not in a position to. Yeah. So I when again, 30 years <laughs> down the line, I hope that I can give so much more to Detroit. Mm-hmm. But for right now, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I can't necessarily give to my fullest capacity or the way that I want to because I'm I'm just starting out. Yeah, yeah. you can only do so much. That's yeah. my third day out here. <laughs> 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 okay. and, um, for the student question, um, I'm sorry, may you uh, ask the question again? Yeah, so I'm saying I get a lot of feedback from a lot of young black girls who see me on social media, putting myself out there, sharing my story and encouraging them. What are some of the feedback that you get from the young students that you work with? Yeah, so we, um, the school that I previously worked with this past year, Depsa Detroit and Public School Academy, that's where I went to school. And so being able to work with those students, first it was a, they already, you know, like they knew who I was because the, you know, I have a picture on the wall and all that good stuff. Ooh, but at the same time, you don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm Mr. Morton. Mm-hmm. And at the same retrospect, I'm here to make sure you advance. Yeah. So it was that uh, dichotomy of, again, you know, I'm an alumni coming back. And as we had that understanding and as we, you know, like start to go more and involved into the program, you can see like these students' faces change. Yeah. Like the first day, no, Mr. Morton, I don't think I can do this experiment. So now we're halfway through the program and I don't even have to tell you to get a beaker. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you see the physical, yeah. you get the physical feedback and I love that. Um, I want to um, kind of touch a bit on this. When you were growing up, did you feel like you had the push from your community to keep striving forward, to keep reaching for the stars? So I would say, and this doesn't go for every everybody, but yeah. I was lucky enough to have a support system that allowed me to see things in myself that I didn't believe in yeah. myself. And I think that's, just to for that point, I think that's a major issue yeah. of 
nobody tells you what you can do and they don't push you to go towards something so you become stagnant yeah and that's that point right yes just like what you were um, saying before when we were talking about uh, having conversations and how do we bring up conversations how do we bring more people into this space I mean, and again, sorry if I'm rambling. No, (laughs) that's where mentorship comes in. Yeah. Because a lot of people mentoring younger, younger kids, younger, young, black, brown boys and girls. And it's like they are mentoring them from experience. And so having a mentor tell me that, you know, I can do it, even though I'm not getting the support from home, that then fills in that gap. You know what I mean? And I think that um, the current state of the plastics industry with regards to diversity and inclusion. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> so, <laughs> because I see maybe my perspective may be different from yours, but I would love to hear from a young black man in the industry. So I am um, optimistic, I would say. You are? Yeah. I would love to see change, and that's what I need to do, and that's my mission of... Our diversity is lacking, and I'm not going to lie. It is lacking. Yeah. It it really is. Yeah. (laughs) But but that's where I also see the opportunity for me, and especially like me and you, to be able to work, collaborate, and bring more people into this space of uh, having conversations, bringing college students down, bringing students who are doing research, and again, black students who are doing research, having them be exposed. Mm -hmm. This is how we can start to have more diversity within this space of, What's a closed mouth doesn't get fed, yeah. right? Yeah. But at the same time, I, I I believe that a closed mouth doesn't get fed. But if that mouth doesn't know how to open, that's the issue. Yeah. Like, and that's the thing. We need to open these students up to opportunities mm-hmm. like like what we're doing here at Anton. Yeah. So that way, their mouth is open. Now they just need to go to different companies and different stations and gather each business card mm-hmm. and make connections. Yeah, and, and you and I have talked about this and we have touched on how it's important to start very young, mm-hmm. to start from the middle schools, to start from the high schools. That's why the work that you do with the foundation is also really important. But I think that it goes beyond that. Yes, we reach them at the younger level, but then we also need to develop more skills at the higher level as well and so what can we do with regards to even getting more people into plastics engineering like for me for example I feel like I need to we, it, it needs to be put out there more like people don't even know that we exist and yeah. I think that's the truth we, we talked about it it's a very close community and I think that even um, opening it up to other people is key as well now round it up I want to talk about um, the work that you do with SPE. How has that positively impacted you? How has that even, um, you know, put a few more things on your checklist? Like, what are some things that you realized about yourself having started working here straight out of school? Mm. Well, aside from using my first paycheck to buy my car, thanks, (laughs) SPE. (laughs) Aside from that, um, what I've really learned is that I can do this. Yeah. I was, it's that saying, I was built for this yeah. and I didn't believe it at first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, 
in my life, I've been through so many hardships and transgressions on my own personal scale. I can't measure to anybody else. Yeah. But in that same aspect, I wouldn't want anybody else to go through what I went through. Yeah. And so now that I'm in this position to be able to, again, uh, talk to people, have conversations, meet professionals and teach students, uh, being in that headspace, it really allowed me to mature. It really allowed me to see the world for what it was and how can I interact with them. And on the other note, it also just allowed me and my friends to think more positively. Yeah. You know, all of us coming out of college, all of us being successful and having jobs, it's all about that community, right? So um, my success in SPE is also equitable to my success with my friends because you need a support system and you need a circle. So when I, when, you know, we talk about personal growth and, you know, advancement and everything, SPE has helped so much as far as, again, traveling, teaching, everything. But it's also very important to have that circle. Yeah, and I think that um, your circle represents, um, it reflects what you do. Mm-hmm. And for me, unfortunately, I've had conversations with people about this, where my circle, most of the time, is filled with people that look like me, right? And I think that that's, that's one layer that we need to break. Um, just keeping the same kind of people within our circles. I feel like we need to, you know, step out of our comfort zone most of the time. And that's why even in doing this podcast, like I may look on the outside, like I'm so brave and I, you know, I'm having all these crazy conversations, but the truth is I'm scared inside, you know, but I know that I'm doing this for the greater good. And I like to share this part of my story a lot because I think it does um, help. It does draw people in more like my school journey was not four years long it was eight years long and I ended up graduating four years after my high school classmates had graduated that is very humiliating that is very um um, I was ashamed and there's so many emotions that go with that but I think that everybody goes through tough times tough seasons but that is what strengthens you up do you have anything that you would be willing to share that um, you think has been uh, foundational in forming who you really are? Yes, and I'm just going to say it. Um, I took a back 2016 when I was at Michigan State University. I was a junior. I didn't have the, I'm not going to lie, I didn't have the best grades at all. Uh, and so for that, I had to take an academic leave from Michigan State University. And at that moment, it was the... I lived in a house, a co-op, and it was either I can go home, and in my fact, that was a defeated go home, I could go home, or I could stay here and try to do something to get back. And within that year, that was the most transformational year I've ever had. And again, you know, future, don't know what it beholds, but uh, it was very, uh, it was just, that was the pressing point. And that was because um, I worked for the Student Housing Cooperative, uh, which is where I lived. I created their first sustainability internship. And from that moment, creating that, it was, uh, okay, I'm actually doing sustainability, not learning about it. And then um, I was able to do SHROP for that summer and uh, summer opportunity research program at Michigan State University. And I wasn't even a student. Wow. Sorry, Stephen. And, <laughs> and I wasn't a student. And then uh, after that, working for Clean Water Action, going door to door. And I'll share this uh, as why I really wanted to get back into school and why I found my passion. Mm-hmm. When I was going door to door, I loved it, but I also had a gun pulled to my face. Wow. So with that, I was enjoying it, but I also I had that real life realization of wow. I don't think 
I'm loving what I do, but I need to get back in school yeah. so I can truly get a job and get yeah. a degree. Yeah. So and that's I, real. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's really real. And I think that, you know, we talk and we try to promote diversity, but then people are going through real things in their lives. And sometimes you may not feel relatable. Like I, someone can see you all dressed up in your nice suit <laughs> and they may feel like, I don't have that. You know, this person doesn't look like me. This person is not a true representative of who I am. And I think that in sharing transparent stories like this, you get to um, reach the people that you normally wouldn't reach. And I think, um, just to even wrap up, this is the reason why I think having conversations surrounding diversity, equity, and inclusion in the plastics industry is so important, primarily to reach the people that you would never reach on a regular day. People who um, may not have access to the things that we have access to. You know, And I just want to thank you because I think you're doing amazing work. I think you're really... Um, using what you have to um, support a lot more students. So thank you so much. I don't know if you have any last words you want to share. I don't know if you have anything that you would like to share, but I just want to end with that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you, everybody. Um, I hope you all follow and achieve your dreams. Rome wasn't built in a day, but it can be built in a lifetime with the community, and I strongly believe that. Have a great rest of the time, and thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Evan. Thank you. Well, I hope you learned a thing or two from this episode, and I will definitely see you all on the next episode of the Plastics and Beyond podcast. Mm-hmm.